He will be back next week, but you won't be here, huh? Oh. Tell Jesse to pay for your flight back to New Jersey. Dan will come back. That's right. Nice to meet you guys. You guys been here before? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Right on. Oh, right on. Pretty good. Nice to meet you. You too? Yeah. Me as well. I've been here a couple times, but you got a killer show, bro. Right on. Appreciate it. You watch it? Uh, yeah, always time. Nice, All man. Time. Appreciate it. Sorry, it's hard to talk. What happened? Someone punched me in the face twice. I turned twice? Feet, and then someone kicked me in the chest. And speak with the chest. So, yeah. uh, sorry. And kicked me in the chest. I never. you on, on, on air about it? Yeah. Okay. I don't mind. We're live. Church with Joel Friday. I almost said Jesse Peterson. <laughs> Jesse Lee Peterson is not here. Church with Joel Friday. It's weird to even hear and even to say, but Jesse is not here. He's out of town, okay? I was going to start off with like a joke, but I tried to do it when we did the live Instagram video and I failed and I'm like, I don't want to fail in front of people. That's, that's a mess. So live with Joel Friday today. Jesse is out of town, and it's interesting because he trusted me. Good morning, by the way. Good morning to the chat that's online, and good morning to all you here. Yeah. Welcome to new people. I don't know who's new, who's not new. It's been a little, a month or so since I've been here, back here. So hello, and nice to meet you to everybody. I know Alexis, though. I know Alexis, and I know Nick. I don't really know Doug. <laughs> and I know James. But um, yeah, it was interesting when you asked me to do it um, because I was thinking like me. But um, I appreciate it too because I realized also that though obviously I'm not Jesse Lee Peterson and he has a lot of experience and he's been up here doing this for a long time and he's traveled around and spoke, he's seen a lot of things. So there is a wisdom that comes from him that people want to hear from and also see. But there's also a spirit that's within all of us and within me that he's entrusted me to be able to speak the word. So I hope that we can fellowship today. We'll see what happens. If the Lord is willing, maybe we argue. I'm okay with that too. All in the name of Jesus, right? So we'll see what happens. But yeah, thanks again to Jesse Lee Peterson for allowing me to, to fill in for him. And he's probably watching. So you... <laughs> But he'll be back next week, if the Lord is willing. So you got to deal with me at least for an hour today, okay? Um, it's interesting because there's a few things that I wanted to... First, I want to kind of share my story of how I even came to Bond briefly. Because it's interesting to be up here. Because when I first seen Jesse, it was... I don't even remember when probably 2017 maybe and I went to my uncle's house for a Bible study <clears throat> and my uncle's the one who like showed me Jesse right and I went to his house for a Bible study and I go to his house and we like sitting on the couch and we're like talking before it comes on and then Jesse comes on and mind you I've never heard anybody speak I'm sure many people relate I never heard anybody speak like him and my reaction immediately wasn't like 
like overreaction, like, you know, this guy's so crazy, he's a weirdo. It wasn't that, but I was thinking that. Like, there's something wrong with him. Like, this can't be. But I watched the whole thing because I trusted my uncle who showed me, and he's been following Jesse forever long before then. And um, I'm watching the thing, and it's making sense, but it's not really, like, clicking until the last five minutes where he talks about anger, getting rid of anger. And at the last five minutes, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like, it caught me just in that five minutes. I think the church was like an hour, hour and a half. And after, I would just talk to my uncle about it and all that stuff. But from there, I just developed this, like, interest, right? I'm like, what is this about? Because I knew I always had anger, but I never knew that it was, like, um, bad or not. I never knew it was, like, um, um, destructive to my life. I just thought that that's just what you have type thing. But I knew that when I would react from my anger, there would be problems, right? But I never knew you can actually overcome it. So moving forward, I, I think that night I left the Bible study and I was like digging into Jesse's videos. Who else has done that? Yeah. Just dig into a bunch of videos. Because it's so, right? It's so crazy that you are like, either I'm crazy too or he's, he's on to something. Right. That was my thought. So I'm like, let me watch a bunch of videos and I'm watching videos. And as I'm watching, I'm like feeling the spirit a little bit. But I'm like, but still, this is kind of weird with this Satan. Right. With this, uh, with this is wrong. So I'm digging and digging. But the things that he's saying is so like different, like um, overcome emotions. Um, anger is bad. Forgive your mom. Um, um, your, your mother and your father is the one who screwed you up. All these things, which are so true, <laughs> that I've learned to come that are so true, were like things that just was like, it seemed like um, almost untrue. Because it's never, it's never been taught, never been taught to where I, where I grew up, especially me as a millennial. I've never heard this. We're taught to be comfortable, don't offend people, don't over, you know, all these things. So I just watched like a hundred videos and I keep digging and digging. Mind you, at the time I have no car. I don't have a car at the time. Beta. <laughs> no car and living at home, still living at home. And I'm 25 at the time. So beta again, 25 at home, no car. Um, and I'm watching a hundred videos. But at this point I'm like, okay, look, if I'm gonna find out if this guy is real and not an alien, I gotta go to the church service, right? I gotta show up. So he is having like a, a men's meeting, right? He has a men's meeting on the first Thursday of every month, right? So I'm like, I got to go to that thing. But at the time, I don't even know how I remember this, but at the time I was babysitting my niece and my sister was coming home a little late and I'm like, man, I might not make it. I might have to skip it. And I had no car, so I'm like, you know, there's... It, it was an easy excuse if I wanted to, just to be like, oh, my sister's not gonna be here, I'm late, she's late, I don't have a car, I don't have to go. But some enemy told me just go anyway. So my sister came, I rode my bike to the train. Mind you, I was living in like Pasadena area, uh, Glendora, so I had to take the train uh, to get here. So I took my bike to the train, I took uh, two trains to get to this place, rode my bike, from the train station to here, and I pull up in here, and I'm late, right? So I already started a reputation. He black, you guys heard of he black? <laughs> the reputation, 
already started. So I walked in, and I remember sitting like right where Alexis is sitting. I was right there. And I'm late, so right when I come in, everybody's looking at me. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. So I wait there, and then um, a guy's up here talking. And for something in me, I was like, man, Jesse's going to call me. He's going to call me up. I just know he's going to call me up. Five minutes later, he's like, you, what's your name? <laughs> I said, Joel. He's like, come up here and talk. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. I got up there shaking. And he just was, I don't even know how it started. I don't know if he asked me a question or what happened, but I just started, like, talking about my life, what I've been going through, how I had, I always had anger, and I always wanted to, I, live, I grew up with my mom. And my dad was around, but not in the household. So my mom mainly raised me. And um, she was the really, like, don't mess with her when she's not your children. But when, as your children, she was just too nice, really nice, right? And I don't blame her for it. I don't hold it against her. That's just how she was. Um, but she was very nice. And she almost, like, wanted to make up for the fact that my, my father wasn't there. So she really... She thought she should give extra love, right? So I always felt that love and that comfort. But I also had a lot of anger and resentment um, because I didn't have that discipline in the home. You know, I didn't have that discipline. And I felt like I needed it, but I wasn't getting it from my mom, right? So I used to get really mad, and I would, like, be ready to just go off when she would say something. But I would stop myself from going off on her because I'm like, that's my mom, I can't, I can't be mean to my mom. I can't say that to my mom. That's disrespectful, right? But I would have it just baking in here, right? So I would just push it down. And then when I came here, I was just talking to, you know, just talking to the men and just talking about how, you know, I had this anger and I, I'm really trying to get over it, but I just don't know what to do and blah, blah, blah. And then somehow I understood that it's good to speak up, right? I understood that you can overcome anger if you let go or understand that you're wrong for resenting somebody who is also, you know, broken and going through things like you were, the things that you've done, they, they're dealing with it. And it, like, sparked something in me. So I was just going in and just going in and explaining everything. And um, I think it was after that, that was a Thursday, and I left home just feeling better, like on my bike, just riding, just feeling good, right? Riding home, taking the train, but I felt better. I felt like a lightness. And I was so excited that finally I met people who think the way I think, because I always thought this way, but I never could really express myself growing up because I thought I was the crazy one. I was like, there's no way that's a true, what I'm feeling is true. Meanwhile, all my friends and people around me are doing crazy stuff. And I'm doing it, too, because I'm thinking, like, this is what I have to do to fit in, right? This is the right way to live. I'm crazy, so let me try to fit into the world. When I came here, Jesse helped me realize, no, like, that's not the way to go. You know, you're, you're, the way you think is the way most people are afraid to think or um, they don't think. So you're blessed to have those thoughts. You're blessed to believe what you believe. So he brought that out of me, but I was excited riding home. I was like, wow, this is cool to, to release this. And I, the next day, I knew Jesse had a radio show. The next day, I turned on the radio show, and then Jesse's talking about the um, conversation about me in the, in the church service. 
to me, when he said it, because I never seen the, the radio show and I just knew Jesse was popular on YouTube, I was excited. I'm like, I made it. I made it, right? I, feel, I was excited. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And I showed my mom and she was just like, oh, cool. Right? She didn't really think anything about it. Because she doesn't know the podcast. She don't know the internet. She don't know anything, you know, right? Um, but so I went to, yeah, the men's meeting. And then at this point, I'm like, okay, I, now I went there. I believe it's true. And I know that these guys are um, a part of a cult. And they're not going to turn around and, and kill me, right? Or like, this is a trap. These are all the thoughts that I'm, I'm seriously thinking. Like, is he this alien that's going to abduct me and I'm going to not come home, right? Wasn't that. So I'm pumped and church comes around that Sunday. I come to church. Mind you, I'm living at home, no car. Come to church. First day at church, Jesse calls on me. I don't know when it was, at the beginning, mid, I don't remember. But he was like, um, do you still live at home? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, um, and I was like, I don't have a car. I took a bike here. The whole thing. So he like grills me on like, you need to leave. <laughs> and then in my head, I go back to those thoughts. Like, no, this man is crazy. Look, this is what I was thinking. It's crazy. Why would I need to leave? I need to save up. I need to get my stuff together. And then I'll leave, right? Mind you, I'm 25 years old, right? Old. Not old, but old enough, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, then he's like, you got to leave. And then the whole time I'm thinking, like, there's no way I could leave. How am I going to leave? Like, what am I gonna, where am I going to go? How is this going to happen? I don't even have a job. I was teaching two days a week. I teach dance classes still. But before, I didn't have my, my own dance program. But then I was teaching at a studio two days a week, which is like an hour each making like no money, right? But enough to get by because I don't have rent. I don't have utilities. I don't have a car. So I'm, I'm living life still, right? <laughs> and then he's like, you got to go. And afterwards, um, at the end of church, um, I asked him again. I was like, are you sure? You sure I should leave? He's like, you got to go. And I, on my way home, I was thinking about it. I was like, it just dawned on me. I was like, I got to move out. For the, for the next week or so, I called Jesse, like, when I had certain issues that I was dealing with trying to make sense of things, I would call Jesse, like, hey, Jesse, what do you think about this? And he would talk to me. He would answer the phone, and he would just talk to me. And I was like, I got to go. And I told him, I got to go. Um, that next week, he offered me a, a job as an audio engineer um, on the radio show. And then, um, and then I think it was that next Monday... So probably that next week, I started on a radio show. Two weeks later, I moved out. And then another two weeks after that, I got a car. And I've been on my own ever since. So it's just crazy how one day, and deep down, I always knew. I always knew that I didn't want to be home. I always knew that I, sh I didn't want to live with my mom forever, right? I knew that um, my life wasn't going to start unless I did something. But I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. But everything changed when I just understood that. And then when I forgave my, my parents, things changed for me as well. So fast forward, because uh, I want to wrap, I don't want to hang too long on it, but fast forward, 
Um, the audio, when I was the audio engineer, I was the audio engineer for about four years, about close to four years. And at this point, I'm just like happy to be a part of a different environment, right? And I'm in there, I'm enjoying it, I'm learning this new thing on, as an audio engineer, and I'm learning a lot. I'm working here during the week, and then I'm coming to churches on Sundays. Like, I'm seeing Jesse way more than I want to, right? <laughs> but I'm just happy. I'm like, and there comes a point to where, at this point, I'm getting fed so much wisdom, and now I'm like, I'm, I'm so grateful that I start to really look at Jesse as like a superhero to me, right? Unconsciously, because at the time, if I would have said he's a superhero, I would have felt crazy for saying that. But in my mind, that's how I felt. Like, he felt like, well, I've never seen this. This guy's very slow to, to be upset. He's patient with people. He's honest. He's direct. I'm like, this is insane. All the things that I never was taught without having my dad in the home to teach me, right? So I didn't have that, like, courage. So I admired that courage. So I wanted that courage, right? And as, we're, as I'm learning, I'm like picking things up. I'm picking that up, picking that up, picking that up. And this guy is like unbeatable in my eyes. So as I'm moving forward, I'm super excited. I go out into the world. And tell me if you guys relate to this. I go out into the world, right, into my normal day life with all this excitement and all these new things that I learned, feeling good, feeling freer, right? And I'm telling everybody about the word. I'm telling, but not the Bible, but Jesse's word that I learned, right? I'm telling everybody about it. I'm like, you need to forgive your mother. You need to talk to your daddy. You need to go do all these things, right? And I'm like, do you have anger? Oh, you need to forgive, right? <laughs> anger is evil. You're a woman. You know all these things, right? <laughs> Telling them all these things, cracking the jokes, doing the whole thing. And it, it felt good for me for a second because I'm like, I know the truth, and you need to get it together, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, I still don't have it together. I just have these learned things that I learned, right? I still don't have it together. Like, this is a month. Right? Two months. Right? So, so I go and I'm telling everybody this. Now, over the years, so months pass, years pass, I'm like still like on it, right? Because I'm here so much, right? And I'm still on it, talking to people. But the greatest thing happened to me um, that changed everything um, for me and the whole direction of like how I got into, you know, where I am as far as what I believe, um, the more freer I feel, is um, as I was around Jesse so much, as I was doing the, the radio show, as I was doing church, 24-7, just always being around, I realized something that was so insane to me was that, um, that Jesse was a human being, too, right? Jesse's a human being, and being around somebody a lot, you see a lot, right? And I was able to see him make mistakes. Now, um, for the chat, before the chat goes crazy, I ain't talking about crazy stuff, okay? <laughs> Normal people stuff, okay? And I would see, like, little mistakes in places where I would disagree with Jesse. But in my head, he's my superhero, right? He's a superhero. 
So I'm thinking like, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably wrong, he's probably right, right? And I would just let it go. Like, ah, maybe I'm not seeing it right, right? And then we would have like these debates and I would go back and forth with what I believe, he would go back and forth with what he believed, right? And I'm like, uh, he's, you know, he's an older guy, he's been around you know, long enough, he has an experience, he's, he's wise, he probably knows it and I don't. And I would just push it down, right? And as I'm out in the world too, I'm realizing like, everything I'm saying is Jesse's language. It's Jesse's words, right? Yes, he's saying the truth from God, right? But in Jesse's way, right? He's speaking in Jesse's way. And I was speaking the truth from God, Jesse's way. You know what I mean? So when it's coming from me, it's disingenuous. So people are kind of like, like, you're, I get what you're saying, but you're too much. And to me, I'm thinking like, no, you're just not seeing the truth. You're not ready to hear it, right? But I turned so many people away in my life because I was just so excited, right? And it was, be but people didn't understand it. it was just because I've been waiting for this. So when it came, I just flew with it, right? But I was here and not grounded here. So I was just all up in the air, floating with the clouds, just thinking that I'm preaching the gospel, right? But sounding crazy, looking crazy to the rest of the world. And then as I'm going on, <laughs> as I'm going forward, um, yeah, I just started to see more and more that things that I disagree with. And it got to a point to where like I was like, you know what? I have to just stick to my guns. I have to because I feel like I wasn't growing. I wasn't growing not because what Jesse w was talking about wasn't true, but because I, I wasn't thinking for myself. I was just adopting what I believed somebody could never be wrong about. I had him on a pedestal, right? It was a pedestal. But the pedestal gave way when I realized, you know what? And it just dawned on me. It wasn't like something I told myself, I'm going to start doing this. It just dawned on me that um, I got to trust my gut. I got to trust the inner source that's in Jesse, that's in you, that's in me. I got to start trusting that and leaning on that and let my word be my word, even if I'm wrong, right? And I started to do that. And I started to just stand on my word. I started to just trust myself, trust my gut, trust like the inner voice within. But I had to learn to start recognizing it, right? Because it's easy to just adopt what somebody says. Because when they say it, it makes sense, but you get it intellectually, right? You don't really get it into the spirit yet. Right. So I was just adopting these things. But when I started following the my inner, my inner, my gut and trusting the source within me, um, I started to have my own opinions. I started to think for myself. And there was things that I continued to disagree with. And but I knew that if I um, because let me tell you why I'll tell you why really quick. The reason why. I, I really started to trust it too is because I would realize when I would do the things in my life, they weren't working. So I'm like, if this is not working, this can't be right for me, right? So I'm like, you know what? I got to do is work. So I would start trying to do things that worked. I would start trying to lead on my own understanding. Things start making sense for me. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay, then, oh, then I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. 
There's nothing wrong with disagreeing. This is the whole thing, is that a lot of people think that it's bad to disagree. Like, if I disagree with Jesse, then either he's a fraud or I'm a fraud. And why does it have to be? But that's a thought that Satan puts in your mind, right? But it's like, people disagree. And sometimes Jesse is going to be wrong. Sometimes I'm going to be wrong. Sometimes you're going to be wrong. But if we look at people in that way, we can trust our own source, but also still get along. Because, not to make a long story, oh, it's a long story already. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's also unfortunate for Jesse, too, because people, when, you, when you, somebody puts you on a pedestal, and then you make a mistake, you're judged, right? You're looked down upon like, you're not a real pastor. You're not this. A pastor wouldn't say uh, this. A pastor wouldn't say, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're judged. Be, but it's not Jesse's fault. It's you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You put Jesse on the pedestal. You're the one that have this opinion. Now, if he says something wrong, you're like, he's not real. And if he says something right, he's real. Then you're controlled, at all times. Everybody's controlling you based off of um, your intellectual knowledge, right? So when that dawned for me and when it made sense for me, um, that's when I left the radio show. And it, and it wasn't no beef. It wasn't nothing like that. It was just that I had my beliefs and it was time for me to move on because I seen that I need to get out into the world and grow. I got to go grow. I got to go put this into um, work, right? I have to take what I've learned, but also experience the world for myself and go through the things I need to go through to really start recognizing the voice within, right? And being led by that. So I did that and life's just been changing for me because for one, God has always been with me, but also um, the world on the other side of um, being awake is different. It's very different. And the more you wake up, the more you start to unrecognize like the things that the world, then you start to see like, dang, I used to be doing that, right? I used to be doing that. And then you see that people can't see. And then you also see that you can't be preaching to everybody. And you also see that not everybody is they're um, in a position to where they don't take things personal. Even if you've grown and you don't take them as personal as much, you have to understand they may take it personal. So you got to show them respect. You know what I mean? You learn these things that you're like dealing with the world. And it says in the Bible, you got to be uh, in the world. What is it? You got to be in the world but not of it, right? But you got to learn how to walk the streets and learn how to serve people at where they are. And sometimes serving them is speaking up, right? It is being honest. It is being um, real and straightforward and direct. But also there's sometimes, there's a time to shut up, right? And keep your mouth shut and be quiet and just be there. Just be present, right? And just be small talk. And just be whatever is needed in that moment, right? It's necessary because the world also needs that too. So I had to learn that. And I learned that just by being out in the world and um, learning how to deal with people. And I'm still learning, and it's still been a process. But I say all that to say um, thinking for yourself is probably the, the, the most 
The greatest thing I've learned about this whole process is thinking for myself, trusting God within. And that's when you actually, um, the relationship with God grows and you really start to understand who, who God is because you see that it's him in you that's helping you see all these things. And it helps you to understand other people. And you understand it's not you running the shit, right? It's not you making the decisions. It's not you that has these opinions. It's the lie. It's Satan, right? So um, I wanted to ask, because I kind of want to still keep it in like Jesse's style. <laughs> I want to ask um, if, but I'm going to do it like random, like how he does it to make people feel uncomfortable. Because I remember I felt so uncomfortable. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. <laughs> you, stand up here and tell me. No, nah, <laughs> you've been here before. I've seen you at the men's meeting, so I know. No, no, not him right here. I know in the front, yeah. I, you've been here. Yeah, you've been at the men's meeting, so I, yeah. I've seen you before. Do you ever find yourself um, trusting somebody, in all honesty, trusting somebody's word, or do you trust your gut? Do you go within? Uh, I've always liked to hear what other people say. Mm -hmm. Like our teachers in school, you know, when we were younger, yeah. uh, they teach us stuff, but as you grow up, you learn to go to the library, read for yourself, you know, yeah. find out for yourself, you know, don't just take other people's words Word for, for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I always like to do that, you know. I, I like to listen, yeah. but I also like to do my own research too. Have you always been that way or? Uh, as a kid, I didn't care. Right. I just wanted to play, you know. Right. <laughs> but now, right. now that I'm older, as I started getting into politics and more serious stuff when I was like 20. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so when I was in my yeah, early 20s, that's when I started taking life more seriously. And thinking for yourself, making yeah. your own decisions. Thinking for right myself, uh, finding out for myself, you know. Yeah. Well, you're fortunate because I, I thought for myself until I felt like somebody knew more than me, and then I stopped thinking for myself. I would just like be like, okay, he got to be right, and I would just wrestle with that. But right on. What about you? Uh, yeah, I can say for myself, uh, I've definitely trusted people's words in the past, uh, but a lot of times um, after the fact, maybe I see something that doesn't line up with what they're saying, yeah. and I've kind of found that like, I really need to, when I find myself trusting someone like completely on what they say, I need to take a step back and think critically and sort of like evaluate it from hmm. my own perspective, right? You always uh, done that though? Has that always been the case? Or? No, that's been learned. Yeah, oh. I've been I've been naive in the past. I would say. How did you develop, or when did you see to do it that way? Um, it's been a lot. You know, that's something I've worked on for a while, but definitely a lot more in the last year. Okay. I just recently got a new job, and I'm finding out in this job, like I cannot be trusting anyone. Oh, okay. Whether it's like my coworkers or the people. Uh, who were serving or whatever, I really can't be, uh, I got like, when they tell me something, I got to stop and I got to think about what they're saying before I trust them on it. And why is that if it's not, if I'm not asking for too much, why is it that you have to do that with them specifically? Mm, so I work in like a, a pretty like high stress environment. And um, because of that, like, 
Yeah, like I said, whether it's coworkers or the people who I deal with, we're, they're all trying to get ahead. And, oh, okay. Uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of like good people in the profession who, you know, they want to help out, but a lot of people, they'll be okay with like throwing you under the bus if they think it'll like give uh, them something they, they want, right? And I can't even yeah. like blame them for it, you know? Um, but yeah, I just gotta like uh. take a step back and think critically, and that's something I'm really like training myself to do. So you're constantly, do you, would you say you're constantly on guard at that job because of the way they are? Like you're on guard, you have to be on guard? Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's a dangerous environment too. Yeah. I work in public safety. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. That's interesting, that's kind of like a, a blessing in disguise for you though, because um, in those type of environments, I've learned that they tend to make you think for yourself, even if it's unconsciously, because the probably the best way, and I'm not saying like we should go do it like this, but the best way to like learn from yourself or learn to trust yourself is be around people that you don't trust, right? And we don't, I don't think we should necessarily put ourselves around people who don't trust because you can get yourself in, in trouble that way, but in his situation, he's there, right? And he said maybe they're not like bad people, but he knows that for whatever reason he can't trust them and that makes that leaves you no choice but to to look within so yeah right on man appreciate yeah, it sir gotta say nice yeah. suit man the blue suit right on a good idea <laughs> good man think like right uh i'm gonna do like one more um let me ask you really quick yeah you <laughs> do you right here right here in the front yeah do you find um, yourself trusting your gut? And if yes, um, hold on. Can we get this spider before it lands on this lady's, this lady's head here? <laughs> I, saved, I saved her life. She was almost spider woman in five minutes. <laughs> I saved you. <laughs> Would you say you trust your, would you ever say that, or would you say that you've always trusted your gut, or do you even trust your gut in all honesty, as a lady? So is the question before or presently? Presently. Well, presently? Yeah. Um, Meaning think for yourself, have your own opinion. Yeah, I, th I think I have learned to look within and run it through. Um, yeah. You always been that way or no. is this as of, oh, okay. I think with some things, yes, yeah. which I think in hindsight it was probably ego and <clears throat> I just want to be smarter, better, da, oh, da, yeah. da, 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 but certain things that I knew that I didn't know enough about and if you knew more about it than yeah. me, um, I think I kind of adopted this like, which is for better or for worse, like, I'm gonna keep an open mind and maybe, you yeah. know. But what I found with that, um, I feel like I drank a lot of Kool-Aid <laughs> doing that. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I kind Meaning. of enjoyed the ignorance is bliss to a certain point if I didn't <clears throat> want to learn enough about something, but. Um, so where I do you, th not to cut you off, but yeah. where do you think the problem was with having an open mind? Like where did it, where did it go wrong for you? Because I know you said you like helped you take in too much information. Yeah, I'm, well, I have, I'm compartmentalizing right now because I'm thinking of like 
practical things, spiritual things, and political things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, uh, I, I do still kind of enjoy keeping an open mind because I might hear something that, you know, that I've never heard that it, yeah. it's worth listening to. I think, I just think I was really blind to a lot of things at one stage in my life. And, um, and now that I can see, I can see that I didn't run it through a litmus test as much as I would think that, as much as I would say that I did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and now I feel like I'm running everything to, through a litmus test oh, almost okay. to, yeah. Where it can all, you know, I have to just be careful of that because I think that ego is still easily involved in that. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, yeah. Where do you just, okay, if you think for, like, if you trust your gut, how would you ever, um, and I'm just asking, how would you ever drink too much Kool Aid if you go to the source to confirm? You know what I mean? Like, if you, are trusting your gut and you're thinking for yourself and you're following the source, right? Or at least trying to, right? Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But if you did that, do you think you would ever, could anybody ever drink too much Kool-Aid? Um, no, I think my, um, in the fallen state, me trusting my gut was kind of a uh, delusion, illusion, uh, perspective of who God was so <clears throat> I was running it through the wrong washing machine so to speak uh, okay. without realizing yeah, it yeah um, uh, to answer your question no I don't think you could drink too much Kool-Aid if you're running it through the proper your yeah the Holy Spirit within and you are present to to God, I, I don't know, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of chopping up a word. No, somewhere, yeah, but, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. To me, um, I, I've always been open-minded, too, in that sense. I've always been the type to hear everybody's opinion, whether it be left or right, right? I would always just listen to everything because I always, I've always been in the position to, um, to where I knew that I could be wrong. And I've been wrong multiple times in multiple situations. So I think the more that I start to recognize the voice within, then I don't get clouded mm -hmm. only because um, I know that if I don't know the answer now, then I will, then I will soon. Or don't act until you know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's helped me a lot. But that makes sense, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've listened to your show and Jesse's show, obviously, and Hake and Nick and... Um, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I agree with most, and then there's always something where I'm like, I don't agree. Right. And, and I think now knowing what is really going on, if I don't agree, I sit with it in a different way, mm -hmm. and I watch it differently. Yeah. And it's reminding me actually of how, I don't know, I haven't watched your show that often, but recently I did, and Jesse called into your show oh, because yeah. he disagreed. <laughs> And I thought that was awesome. And I didn't think he was um, harassing. And I didn't yeah. think, you know, it was really interesting to, to listen to that whole conversation back and forth because I could see both sides. Yeah. I could also see yeah. a lot of um, exactly what you're talking about. It wasn't like 
Jesse just called in with his opinion. Yeah. And you were like, thanks for calling. Here's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was all good. It was like, a, it was really good to hear that. And the great thing about that, just to make a quick point, and then I want to go to, thank you, I appreciate it. I want to go to uh, you after really quick. Uh, right behind you, yeah. But the, the great thing about also disagreeing with people, and I think that sometimes we're afraid to disagree with like mentors or whatever the case is, or somebody we may think is smarter and stuff like that, when we all come from the same source, but is that um, sometimes they may not know that they're quote unquote wrong or mistaken because no one challenges it, right? Because if you challenge it, then you, you allow people to think in a different way. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. Because sometimes our experiences that we're dealing with in life make us believe that this is true, right? We're like, oh, this is true because this happened to me and that didn't work out this way, right? But people go through different experiences, right? So it doesn't mean that what they dealt with wasn't true. They just dealt with it in that way. So sometimes when you explain it to them and challenge them and make them think, they actually may go a little bit deeper and be like, oh, you're actually right about that. You know, I was wrong in this area. But I don't think that happens enough to people that we look like the pastor. And Christian, Christianity got this bad, right? The pastor, we don't want to question the pastor because he has a title pastor. We don't want to question the pope. We don't want to question the reverend because they must know everything, right? But 90, 90%, I don't got the stats, because I don't know, I could be wrong, right? 90% of the, church, the Christian church today, the, the pastor's lying, right? And they think that they're telling the truth, and here and there they do tell the truth. It's not like they're just a bunch of liars, right? Some may be, some are, yeah, some are. But they um, think they know the truth, and they're not open-minded, and they're not accepting to disagreement that makes them arrogant. And when you're arrogant, God stops pouring into you. So you stay, you don't move, right? So your other people are growing past you and they're learning these things, they're learning more, but yet we can easily get stuck in our own mind thinking like, no, this is right, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong. But sometimes it's more complex. It's not as simple as just that, right? To me, in my opinion, but have you um, ever just trusted your gut, or was that something new that came to you? If you do, yeah. Well, before I answer, may I make a quick comment? Yeah, sure. I just want to say uh, I was pulled into Jesse's show because he just appeared on my feed. I clicked on it, and he sounds exactly like one of my favorite uncles. So that captivated oh, yeah. me. That and helped. you look almost identical to one of my older brothers. Oh, really? So I think I'm in the right place. Right. <laughs> but in terms of your, and right also I just want to say you're doing an amazing job of thank representing Jesse. So thank you for having the courage to step into appreciate his it. big shoes. In terms of your question, uh, I've always been a free thinker and mm. pretty opinionated. Since I've awakened, I've become a lot more grounded in expressing oh, okay. my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's previously it's been to my detriment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's worked out well. So do you say, so you've always been the type to just speak your mind and even if it was like improper, you stood on your, you stood your ground always. You've always just been like that. Yes, with respect. With respect, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
I almost re- I respect I wasn't like that. I respect that because I always respect somebody, even if they're on the side of like, quote unquote, the wrong things or whatever, right? I always respect that they stand firm, right? And they stand firm in their opinions because sometimes when you're like trying to just have a conversation, people like wimble. I don't even know if that's the right word, but they don't, they can't have a conversation because they're too worried about them looking wrong, them being wrong, them not being smart enough. But I respect people who, I respect all people, but I respect people who, no matter what, even if they're incorrect, they they have their own opinion because at least it shows that they have some thought and they're not just following the crowd for the sake of following the crowd. But it's always best to go within and let that be the, the standard, but at least being vocal and standing on something is a better approach to me, in my opinion. So I respect that, yeah. It's a bit more challenging in this culture we're living in because I've found that, you know, years ago to disagree would open up an avenue to have civilized discourse. But now when you disagree, there's this name calling and canceling and all of that. You get fired, yeah. Yeah, it's 100%. a different, different Yes. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the response. I want to get to a couple more things here. Um, interesting. So I had to say this. I had to say this because now that Jesse's show is growing, he has a fallen state. He has revealing the man. He's on Instagram. Like, he's all over the place, right? Now that he's, his show is growing, we're seeing a lot of Jesse Thumpers, okay? Jesse Thumpers, right? They're all over the place now, right? And um, I get it. I used to be a Jesse Thumper. I used to be a Jesse Thumper, right? Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, Bill. I shouldn't be hitting the mic, but I used to be a Jesse Thumper. But I see him a lot, and I come to, when I do come back to the men's meetings sometimes, and I come like back to the church, um, and I hear people speak. I can tell that um, they have the intellectual Jesse Thumping attitude, right? And um, I think that it's important that, for one, that we be honest with ourselves and really watch ourselves and, and get to know ourselves and, re- and check to see if we're that person. Because there's nothing more off-putting than being a thumper. Right, and and we hear um, and there's Bible thumpers, right? You ever you ever talk to a Bible thumper? Anybody talk to a Bible thumper before? It's like disgusting. You know what I mean? Like it's off-putting. All they do is quote the scriptures and stuff like that. And at one point, I used to read the Bible a lot, but I never like had the courage to sit sit up there and quote the scripture to people because I just felt like that was improper. There's something in me a little bit that said, like, don't do that. But it's Jesse Thumping is the same as Bible Thumping. You know what I mean? And it makes people uncomfortable. And I think that we have to also be careful, the people who follow Jesse and people in the chat and everybody, because sometimes I get comments on my social media from people in the chat when I post something that's, like, non-Jesse, Right or non, they'll like hop in the comments and like, like I think I post like a this woman she's a woman she's overweight, big lady right, and I posted something I don't even remember when I posted it, 
or I did something, maybe in my story, I don't know. And um, I posted it and it was like a thing, but the people in the comments were just like, um, oh, she's a fat person. She's a this and this and that. And it's really going hard in the comments, right? And it's true, she's a fat lady, right? But it just sounded like they were trying to speak what they thought how Jesse would do it to somebody. You know how Jesse goes to the fallen state and he goes out to the, talk to people and he says it and all that. They think that Jesse's out in the world speaking like that to people. That's not true. You know what I mean? Like He's not out there just walking up to fat people and be like, you're a fat person. You're fatty. <laughs> he's not doing that. But people who Jesse Thump will go in the comments and Jesse Thump like that. Like, oh, what would Jesse think about this? That's a fat woman. How would you ever, like really going hard. So I think it's important that we really check ourselves and be honest with ourselves and not to do that because it's, it's ugly. And people, and that's not Christian. Christianity already has a bad name right now. Nobody wants to be a Christian. Everybody wants to be Muslim. I think I, <laughs> I think I've seen the stats. James can tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Muslims are the leading religion right now. More people are getting indoctrinated to M Muslim religion than Christians. Fastest growing. Fastest growing, yeah. And that's true. And Christianity, the name is, to be honest, I don't even like saying it. If people ask me, I'll say I'm a Christian. But I don't go around talking about I'm a Christian because it's a bad name. It's almost like stay away from him, right? Because Christianity has become so intellectual and be so like copy and paste and so I adopt what you say and it's never it's not real it's not genuine it's not real and I think there's this scripture that comes to my mind not the Bible thump but it's just a perfect example okay is I think it goes like when a person hears the word um, one person may hear the word and it makes sense and like a flower blooms. Anybody know where I'm going with this? The flower blooms, but quickly the flower like withers away, right? And there's another person who hears the word and another flower blooms, but it's on like, like rocky, rocky asphalt, right? I'm totally like ruining this like <laughs> scripture, right? <laughs> but then there's a person who hears this, the word and it takes root on like good soil, right? And then it harvests, right? That's why I feel like Christianity is missing, is it being real, right? And the reason why I think that happens is because we hear the message, we get excited about it, and we're thinking that I know this, and I know maybe the ego gets in the way, I know maybe a little bit more than you, and I know it, but you don't have it. Right? You're not living it. You're not being it. You're still out there making a mess. Right? But when you hear it, let it go. You're supposed to let it go one through out the other. Right? And Christianity would just preach it. Just spit it right back out. And then it turns into judgment. The worst thing, and I'm surprised Christianity is even in the running for fastest rising because to me it's like the worst thing. Most Christianity is horrible. Because it's all judgmental. You can't do that. If you do that, you're a sinner. Right? You can't come into the church because you're gay. You're a transgender. Don't come to, don't be around me. 
I don't want this around. Now, if people impose on you, like the gays or transgenders or whatever, then you speak up and say stuff, but you just mind your business if you don't, if they don't. Like, let them go be trans and gay. It ain't my business. You know what I mean? Like, it has nothing to do with me, right? But Christians think we gotta stand up and speak up. We gotta go out there and start a war. We gotta go stand for the country. Yes, we should do that, right? But in the proper moments, mm -hmm. we should be led to do those things, right? Mm -hmm. Christ exactly, Christianity today is jacked up because everybody is so holy. They wanna be, oh, I gotta fix the world. So I know you shouldn't sin, so I'm gonna tell this person who sins differently than me that they shouldn't do that. <laughs> Meanwhile, you look like a nasty, dirty hypocrite who also right. sins, right? And Jesus said in the, um, in the dirt, was it in the dirt? In the, low, in the field. He said, yeah, when, the, when the, the, the prostitute came, everybody about to stone her, right? She was about to get stoned. And Jesus did something in the ground. I still don't know what he did in the ground. <laughs> but he did that in the ground, and then they were about to stone her. And Jesus was like, those who have no sin cast the first stone. They all dropped the sin. They also dropped the stone. They walked away. But the whole point that I got from it is that, like, he told the lady, uh, get up, God forgives you, sin no more. No big deal. Right. That's right. No big deal. Yeah. Like, we don't extend that love to people as Christians. We don't do that. Most Christians don't do that. Instead, we want to correct. We want to criticize. But we don't extend it because we look at Christianity. The church today has taken sin and has made it this, like, insane thing like you if you're a sinner wow you're a horrible person and that's the problem because in God's eyes it's no big deal he knows your heart he knows you're dealing with stuff he knows you're still trying to overcome he knows you're on this path and he ain't judging you but Christianity is in your face saying you can't do this and that's why nobody wants to be a Christian they go be a Muslim right <laughs> But that's what people are doing. They're just trying to reject Christianity because Christianity is not the standard. And I just think it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's Christians' fault. But most Christians aren't, aren't saying that. And I'm grateful to people like Jesse or other people who I've listened to who are trying to, to go back to the truth within and just be normal, be regular, just be a regular person. We don't got to be um, the savior. We don't got to save people. We don't got to help people. I think that's a mistake to think we got to help. I think that's ego thinking, who, you know, who are we to help? You know what I mean? So that's what I believe about it. Somebody had a question. Yeah. I just want to make a point about Islam uh, that I didn't know a long time ago. Uh, my dad. Uh, my dad's Alu uh, Appa. Oh yeah. Uh, so um, sorry, it's hard to speak with this lip. So anyway, <laughs> uh, my dad was telling me that actually, in order to become Muslim, and in those countries, you know, over there and all the sandy stuff. So um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to learn Judaism. Oh, interesting. First. And then you have to learn Christianity, and then you are you are taught. 
You have to Islam. learn Judaism, then you have to learn Christianity, then, and then, then you then you can start reading about Islam. Perfect. That interesting. That's interesting. Perfect point. Perfect point that I'm about to make right here. And then I want to ask another question: Is I think the biggest mistake, in my this is my opinion, I could be wrong. A biggest mistake parents do, people do, is teach somebody the word, the scripture. Let people just grow up. That's what I feel like. I feel like just let kids just grow up. And if you're right, they'll see your pattern that you've laid, and they'll under they'll see from the language you speak in general, your natural normal language, and yes, there's teachable moments. They'll see that from you and not from the Bible, right? Or not from the pastor or the word. That's a mistake because the word will hang over your head, over a child's head, and they'll feel guilty for not living up to the expectation. And now they want to commit suicide. They want to, they have so much anger because they're not living up to this false expectation. You know what I mean? Like, they're allowed to make mistakes. And even adults, we're allowed to make mistakes, but how can we can't make them no more? We cannot make a mistake, especially after becoming a Christian. I felt, which is all Satan, I have felt that it was, I can't make a mistake. Because if I make a mistake, I'm not living right. I'm not, that's just teachings from being raised on what is right and wrong. There should be no right and wrong. You just live your life. Just live and let all the scriptures and everything go. Unlearn it, let it go, and just live life. The source within and the moment will tell you what to do. The moment. But Christianity will have you planning ahead. Like, oh, let me not go there because sinners live there. You know what I mean? It is listening to the thoughts, and the thoughts are telling you all these things. The moment should dictate what we should do. Because guess what? Sometimes what we think are sins are not sins. Right? There's things that I believe God says it would be better that we don't do for the sake of living a better life. But it's not, you're not a bad person if you end up having sex. You're not a bad person if you end up watching porn. You're not a bad person if you end up smoking weed. Because that's not the problem. The problem is what's causing you to do these things. And what's causing you to do these things, who knows? Nick, you can't cheat. What's causing you to, let me see what he said. I want to hear what he has said. Uh, right now that you are going over uh, why Christianity is uh, being shunned or frowned upon, that's the reason why, why I stopped going to church. I was about eight, and then they put you into Catholicism. I was, my family's all Catholic. Oh, okay. And then what would bother me was that I was eight, and they were telling me, it's like, oh, you're sinning. God doesn't like that. God is, God is not happy with you. And, and the guy who would teach us uh, the little cataclysm class was, he, he worked locally at, at a store, and he would, I would see him because it was his uncle's store or something. And I would see him, and he would always be telling me, like, oh, be good. God is watching. You don't want him to be disappointed in you. I'm over here like eight. I'm like, exactly. what's going to happen? And then this guy would beat his wife in public. He'd get hammered, kick her ass Exactly. Again. And then I'm like, dude, you told me not to be bad, and you're worse than I am. I'm over here just chewing gum. Yeah. Well, I'm in class with you, man, on Sundays. Exactly. And, and I and I think that's the problem because um, I I I hated church, and I and I 
and I, I was I was an atheist for for like a good ten years, and I and I didn't want to know. Ah, God ain't real. God, God ain't real. I would always tell people that, and they're like, Oh, why? I was like, And if he's real, he doesn't care about you. Exactly. And, and, and why did you feel that way? Exactly. It was the judgment. Exactly. Because they they didn't do anything other than teach me how to judge other people exactly. by judging me. And you don't when you don't live up to this expectation that the world has put on you, especially the people who you look up to, your parents, right? And the people that you admire and they tell you that don't do those. And then when you do them, you feel like a disgrace to earth. That's exactly how I feel. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and then you're like, then you reject it. Now you think you're a bad person, then you go commit suicide. That's the story. That's the exact story. It's because you feel like you're a disgrace to life. You don't deserve to be here. You're not. And I felt that growing up because I'm like, I don't think the way these people think, something's wrong with me. You know what I mean? And that's the number one, in my opinion, I think that's where people lose it. It's because they have this expectation. There's no expectation in God because God knows your heart. He knows who you are. He knows that you're wrestling with these things because your parents did it. And here's the crazy thing. Parents don't know. Parents try their best, right? And parents do the best that they can. That's why we have to forgive them. But they set you up and tell you not to do these things, but they're the reason why you're doing them. You know what I mean? And like, they tell you not to do it, but they're the reason you're doing it. So it's like, and that's Satan. That's what Satan does. He'll say one voice, Satan will do this. Perfect example. Satan will say, you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't have sex. Because if you have sex, who knows what's going to happen to your, your, your Christianity, right? And then Satan will go back and say, yeah, yeah, you, you shouldn't have sex. You're right. Don't listen to that. Or no, Satan will do this. Satan will do this. A better example. Satan will say, don't listen to that thought. That thought was the lie. Listen to this. If you, if you do it, it's okay. It's okay. Satan won't give you two answers, thinking one is God and one Satan, both Satan. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Both Satan. And it's, there's no big deal. If you do it, you do it. And I wrestled with this. I wrestled with this. So, and I'm still trying to overcome this, right? Is that if you do it, you do it. It's no big deal. And back to the point, the reason why all this is a big deal is only one thing. It's judgment. We have an opinion about it. We hate the sin. Christians hate the sin. That's why they do it, because they hate it. And if you hate it, it seems like an, 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 a big thing, right? An important thing. If you don't longer have a judgment about it and you do it, then you realize it wasn't, I was tripping about that. Right? And you may like feel bad about you eat a donut, right? And a donut's so good. Maple bar. Maple bar with a glazed twist. But after you eat it, you know how you feel gross? But sometimes I'll be like, if I eat that, I'm not on track, right? Stupid stuff. Stay when you get busy. And you feel gross after, but guess what? You eat it, and then after you feel gross, and then you feel better tomorrow. And that's not a pass to do it. It's not a pass to say, go and do it. Even though we don't, have, we don't make decisions, you wouldn't even do it if you wanted to. But I think it's important to understand that it's not a big deal. Right? We just learn from it. We're supposed to just be living life and learning how we go. Judgment is the only problem. We take the judgment away, there's no more conflict. There's no more resistance of trying not to do something. 
because you're just like, oh, if it happens, it happens, right? There's no more like temptation because there's no judgment. But Christianity is not teaching that, right? So that's what we have to get back to. But somebody else had a question. Yeah. And then I'm going to ask another question. I just have a quick comment. Yeah. Um, in addition to what you've said, in my experience, I've come across so many Christians, too, who have conformed to the world. You, you know, they'll, they'll accept, for example, same-sex marriage or abortion, yet they're saying they're, they're Christians. However, in my experience with Muslims and even Jewish people, they, they're pretty adamant, and they don't, they don't conform. And this is just in my experience. Yeah. So as someone in the world looking at that, a non-believer, it, it, it takes away the gravity, the, 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 the power behind Christianity yeah. for even you know, non-believers when they see this vacillation that, yeah. that we see within Christianity. So I just wanted to make that comment. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, let me go to her. I like 100% agree with that. And I thought it was so interesting that you brought up Muslim as the example, because it, I would agree that that is, um, I, I was just watching an interview, I won't say the person's name, but he's like a public figure. And he also converted to Muslim because he was saying that he just sees Christians being so tolerant yeah. with... Um, I know who you're talking about, too. Like, I won't say. Yeah, with a lot of issues. And I... It, it honestly just makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think that we lost... Christianity just lost it, the realness. Just being real, right? Just being real. And your flaws are real though you you're, you deal with these things and i don't think that it's necessary to go out and like tell everybody your business right but i also don't think it's necessary to hide either you know what i mean like if the moment comes up and um it's necessary to speak on your flaws and speak on them but i think also the reason why people are uncomfortable because we think christianity also has an appearance of perfection too you know what I mean? Like, people look at Christians also as perfect because they, we sit around there and just speak the Word of God and we just preach the Scripture and we do all these things, but we're not being real either. We're not relating to people. And I don't think it's necessary to just go out there and to stand on the podium and, and speak your business, but I just don't think we should hide. I think that's a mistake Christian, Christians do too. They try to hide from the truth. And people really want to see a, a real person, not a pastor who they want. Ultimately, it's best for somebody to see perfection if perfection exists, though. Right? If you're perfect, which we're on our way to, right? We should be on our way to being perfect. If that's the case, then let that be when it is. But we don't need to appear perfect. And I want to say, I think there was another question, but I want to say that... Um, when it comes to these ladies' comments, is um, I think that there's an acceptance and there's support, right? Because I feel like God, and people can disagree, you guys can disagree, but I feel like God um, accepts all. 
but doesn't mean he supports their decisions, right? So you can be gay, right? And there's nothing wrong with having a, per having a conversation with a gay person or even having an acquaintance with a gay person or a transgender. What's wrong with it? Nothing to me, but Christians will be like, no, don't talk to those people. Don't talk to the transgenders. They're the enemy. You know what I mean? Like the Pharisees tell Jesus. One second, though. Let me get you the... Not yet, not yet, though. Let me finish this point, and then I'll give it to you. Um, is that... People want to see... Now nah, I lost my point. Let him go here, and then I'll come back to it. <laughs> Sorry, Joel Friday TV. Sorry. Uh, yeah, when Christ was eating with, you know, the harlots and the thieves... And the Pharisees like, how dare, why are you sitting with them? And exactly. He, he sat with everybody. He didn't exactly. discriminate. Exactly. Right. And he brought my point back up, so thank you. Yeah, of course. That's you why. ruined it, and then you brought it back. <laughs> 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 but that's exactly it. It's like, it's like Bible thumpers are trying to quote the scripture, but yet they're, they're missing the scripture. Isn't that the craziest thing? Like, they're trying to preach it, but they're missing it. You know what I mean? It's like, Jesus accepted all people. He wasn't, he didn't sit up there and, like, skipping with the, uh, the harlot or the, the prostitutes or the, the transgender. I don't know if there was transgenders back then. It probably, but he wasn't skipping with them in the streets. But he still ate lunch with them. He still had a conversation. Why? He was a human. They're human. They're a person that deals with this. Let's dig into your closet. Let's see what you're dealing with. It's all coming from the same place, ego. So what makes us different, right? You're dealing with um, sex. They're dealing with transgender. It's both a delusion. All from the same place, ego. So how are we different? You know what I mean? And that's how I've been, that's how I'm learning Re, re, what do you call this, James? When you do. Uh, re no. <laughs> re, like, relearn. I guess relearn. That's not the word I'm looking for. But I'm relearning all these things and being okay with. Realizing? Not realizing. Realize. But I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Re no. Rewire. It's like, it's kind of like rewire, but it's not like. Now, those are all the right words, but it's not the word. It's not clicking with my spear. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but those make the point is that that's what's helping me to understand is that, like, you could be friends with people, you know, but there's people who are straight who I don't trust. There's people who, you know what I mean? Like, there's people in my family who seem like good people that they would turn on me in a second. You know what I mean? And they're not transgender, they're not gay. So it's, it's a people problem, it's not a transgender people. So I, I, see, I see gays, as a matter of fact, um, before I even met Jesse, before I really got into Christianity, I was in the, the dance scene. I've been a dancer since I was 18, and I've been in the industry, and it's flooded with gays. And I had a lot of gay friends, and they respected me as not being gay, and I respected them. And we had friendship, yep. right? And it was just on a human level. Like, I, they, I didn't have to sit up there and, like, involve myself in their lifestyle, right? And they didn't have to involve in mine, but when we were together, we connected. And that's what's important, and that's what Christianity doesn't do. It shuns everything. 
Everything is bad. You can't be around me. And there's Bible thumpers and there's a lot of conservatives, Lord have mercy, <laughs> who, who go so hard on the gay thing. And like, gay should burn, gay should be all that stuff. I'm like, it's so arrogant. Yeah. Because when you are humble and it comes from the right source, you don't even have a desire to preach or criticize. You don't. You just like chilling. You mind your own business. Mm -hmm. And then you see the opportunity and then you just speak without like telling yourself to speak. And then you, you wait for the moment. And Jesse don't be walking around. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. Jesse does not walk the street and say, did you forgive your mama? You're fat. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Or beta, exactly. No one's saying beta. He's just living life. But people think that, so they go out and Jesse Thump and do that. So my question is, uh, I'm going to ask, and I'm not asking anybody specific because I think that they're doing this or not. I'm just going to ask random people. But let me ask Nick. Nick, do you, uh, Jesse Thump? Or no, mm -hmm. no, it's a better question. Why do you Jesse Thump? <laughs> <laughs> because I trust someone else more than myself. Yeah. I mean, you just you were asking people, have you ever trusted your gut or been? I've always been since little skeptical of everyone, like just my own person. But it wasn't until later in life, I guess I just never met someone who I trusted yeah. more. And then it revealed what I had inside that I didn't have the truth. Yeah. That that revealed it. Once I met someone who I thought they did, it revealed, and I didn't know back then, that I didn't have it. Yeah. Because I had to trust someone else. But you're asking me, why do I Jesse Thump? Well, honestly, I don't mind. Like, I understand what you've been saying. Yeah. But I'm kind of, like, straight up, kind of past that because I don't mind ripping off Jesse. <laughs> I don't mind ripping off Jesse and letting people think that, oh, he's Jesse Thump. Because I don't have to prove it to anyone. Right. Because I know. Right. I've been around him, and I totally relate to what you've been saying, being around yeah. him. It is a shame that people put him on a pedestal, because he really is just a person. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate for his end, too. I like that you said that. Yeah. But anyways, essentially, what you've been saying, man, yeah. trusting someone else, and I do that. He, Nick makes an interesting point, too, and I'm going to ask somebody else, but Nick made an interesting point, too, that let's say you do Jesse Thump. It's also not anybody's business either. And it's also, like he said, like, screw what people say. I don't know if I can say screw at church. No. Oh. Really? Sinner. Sinner. Sorry, kids. Oops. Sorry, kids. But he's right, though, is that, like, at the same time, like, it doesn't matter what people think anyway. The only reason why I say, though, is that it's always nice when people hear something from your voice. You know what I mean? Your, because it feels genuine and it feels like you. You know, it doesn't feel like, where'd you get that from? You know what I mean? So that's why I say, but if you end up Jesse Thumping, then it ain't nobody's business anyway. So you shouldn't stop doing it because people are judging you. You know what I mean? It's like, it should be real. So appreciate that, Nick. Let me ask, Who's, who's the real Jesse Dumper? Let me look. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I don't know. Let me ask him. He, he volunteered. Let me ask him. Uh, Why do you Jesse Dump? Why? Oh, uh, because I, I feel like he tells the truth. So, like, he's the closest thing I could... Like, I, I don't really thump. 
as much as I do, like, take catchphrases from, like, I don't go tell yeah. people to forgive their moms or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's just the catchphrases and, like, certain things I notice about him. He's always telling the truth. Yeah. So that's something that, like, it's a good example for me to, yeah. be, to be like. You know, I also think, to make his point, I also don't think that um, it's wrong to be to to joke and have fun with the catchphrases, like beta and stuff like that around, like, because it's fun, right? Um, but I think that there's also, like, a, uh, a spirit of, like, adopting a language that you don't know how to use the word. You don't have any other words to use besides the ones you know that Jesse's using about the truth, right? So the truth that you have from Jesse is the only truth that you know. That's the only language you know. It's the same like the Bible thumpers. Like, they say, um, what's, what is, what's like a, a good Bible thumper sentence? James, you know one? Well, they say the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Like, the Lord works in a mysterious ways. Like, you know that came straight from a book. You know what I mean? The Lord works, even though it's true, right? It's true, the word Lord. But your friends and family know you ain't talking that language. You know what I mean? They know that's not your language. So they, and they know it's uncomfortable. They're like, who are you? Why are you acting? And they'll probably clown you. My family, I have family members that probably clown me for it. Right? Like, why are you talking like, like that? Right? But say the same thing, and that's how you know when it's coming from you, is you'll say the same thing, but you'll say it the way you would say it. And it won't feel like holy and nothing like that. So just, we just have to be careful of the Jesse Thomas. Um, but I want to ask, <laughs> let me ask, let me go over here, because I haven't seen them in so long. <laughs> Let me ask. Why would you say, or why do you, I'll ask the same question. Why do you just be dumb? Um, well, I'll say it like this, that it was the, it was or is the, like, me resonating with it. That is, you know, yeah. I know what it is that he's saying. So I can, you know, I just relate to it and know that, that it, it makes sense, it's true. And, and also once I realized that, that probably was the last time I actually just did dumped, it. You know what I mean? Just dumped. Because I know for myself yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm saying and what I'm doing. When you were to thump, I've been a thumper too, so I, it's been me too, but when you thumped, and you went around like your family or friends, did they look at you like weird? Well, let me say this. I never, I've never gone out and like did it like that, like dumped like I was a street preacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, even when the time came back then, I would say something, it would oh, yeah. be verbatim. But yeah. now, I, I always wait for the moment. You know, I, I, I'll wait to hear if someone says something. If the time is right, yeah. I'll say, hey, you know, you ever think about this or this ever crossed your mind? You ever felt something that was, that you knew was right or you knew was wrong? Yeah. Uh, you know, things in that nature, but never, so never thumping. But Flat it, out. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Um, you said something else that before I started saying what I said, I can't remember the question. Well, if you remember, I'll come back to you. Okay. Let me ask Zara. Zara, why do you uh, Jesse Dump? 
Um, or daddy thump. Because maybe you heard <laughs> daddy say Jesse's words, so then now for you it's daddy thump, while daddy is Jesse thumping. But anyway, why um, do you? I don't, I know when I first started coming here, I would like, because I was young, so I was like telling people, I was like, hey, do you like your mom? Do you like your dad? Because like it, but now I feel like I just see it. Like I don't Jesse thump anymore, and I just feel like I just see when people are not like, yeah themselves like you can tell when somebody's not when they overreact to certain things you can be like hey like it's okay like you're fine just what's yeah. what's really bothering you because yeah. it's, it's not what's bothering them in the world it's what's bothering them spiritually and it's right. affecting them in the world did so. you used to did you used to ever say things to your friends about it like call them out when they would act in a certain way or would you I kind of still do that oh you still do like my friend she, she she was she was like crying about her windshield the other day and I was like hey it's like it's just a windshield you're okay she's like no because like my parents are going through something I was like it's fine like you don't have to worry that's about good. the windshield that's good, yeah. and then she was just like well my dad's gonna get mad at me I was like you don't know that and then she yeah. called him and he was being the most like reassuring thing in the world I was like you just overreacted to something because you thought something because your mom tells you this about your dad see that's a appropriate and for Zara how old is 19 17 oh you look so older the hair and all that but 17 so that's a proper way to talk in my opinion to talk to her friend like she didn't say um, you know you have anger you need to go like she she dealt with it accordingly like you're just overreacting a little bit and she uses natural words her words you know what I mean but I've heard multiple people tell me from the church or from people around where they just make it like a Jesse thing and it's just unattractive to people but that's a perfect example when the moment comes you say it but also like she said that sometimes you just watch it and all you need to do is watch it because they ain't ready to they don't, they're not ready for your critique or your criticism they want to be in hell a little bit longer you ever realize that in your own life sometimes you just don't want to let go of the maple bar and glaze twist <laughs> and and six donut holes. Sometimes you don't want to let it go. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Let me ask one more, and then... Oh, Jesse had a biblical question, too, that he's not here to answer. But I also want to get my take on it. Um, but let me ask... Doug, why do you Jesse dump, Doug? Part of me wants to be right. Yeah. And you, you, when you see it, you know how you see the truth? Yeah. And you know that person, or at least you think that person's right, right? And you want to be right. I want to be right. That's the answer right there, in my opinion. I think people do it, and the reason why I've done it is because I want it so badly to be a man and be right, that I almost lie in denial. Just to speak it, just to say that I know, just to pretend that I have it because I'm so miserable. You know what I mean? And it, meanwhile, there's no misery. It doesn't exist, it's just from a thought, right? But the whole time I'm like, man, I just want to be right. I want to be a man, I want to be courageous, I want to be brave, just like I believe that man is. Jesse, go ahead, finish. And every time I've done that, it's always been 
at the wrong time. The timing is just off. Exactly. There's something just wrong about it. And people do look at you like, What's wrong with weird. you? Weird. Yeah. And then they'll see you the next day sinning. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it looks bad, but that's the only reason why is that there's a desperate, there's something desperate in us that wants to be better so bad that we'll copy another person. That's exactly what it is. And then we'll just, just then we'll just be thumping whoever it is. Pastor thumping, Bible thumping, whatever it is, because we're just so desperate. But here's the thing. We're so busy trying to hide being desperate that we end up looking desperate to the rest of the world anyway. So that's why I said, like, just stop. Because nobody wants to really, nobody wants that, like, I almost use a millennial term, smoke. I said, nobody really wants that smoke. <laughs> but they're like, why well, was smoke? But nobody really wants that, like, um, that confrontation anyway. Nobody really wants confrontation unless there's something in you that's a little disturbed. You want confrontation, right? And there's a time for confrontation, but it's not necessary. It's not a standard of God to go create confrontation. You don't even need to do it. Like, just be quiet. And then you'll know when to speak and how to speak. And you allow yourself to just grow and be off like most people are. James, you, there's a question or something? Yeah. Um, thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Let me go to James, and then I'm going to try to answer Jesse's biblical question. Uh, there's a super chat from uh, Analyst A.E. A.E. Ask Joel, when does the flesh end and the spirit begin? When does the flesh end and the spirit begin? I don't think this, to me, it doesn't seem like an a end or a begin. I do think that we can die to the flesh like how Jesus died to the flesh, right? But I don't think that there's an end or a begin. I think that they simultaneously, like for me, the ego exists only because we believe the thoughts. Like we give the ego life. And the ego is like emotions, feelings, and all that stuff. When we believe the lies, the whispers, it awakens those feelings, right? But when we don't believe them and we let the thoughts go and we endure is when the spirit comes out. So I think that, in my opinion, they're simultaneously there. But the more and more we die daily to the, the flesh, like they said, the more we recognize the thought as a lie, the more we like, um, don't make those decisions that like, wouldn't help us, the more that we are on that track, the more the ego dies and the more the spirit can come to the forefront, right? And that's why there's people who, um, let's just say, work out, I'll use the example as they work out for like a year, right? And they're gonna feel healthier than the next person simply because they've disciplined and they've done it consistently enough to now their body is starting to recognize that this is the way to go, I feel better, I have more energy, and that's the same thing for me with the spirit, is the more you deny the flesh or the ego, then the more the spirit will eventually come out. So, and then one day you'll realize you understand so much, and you understand that this is a lie, and this is a lie, and you catch it, that you no longer, the ego will leave, it's gone, right, in my opinion, because there's nothing that's feeding it anymore. And then you're walking on water, I'm trying to walk on water. 
right? <laughs> right? So that's what, that's my take on that. Is there another one? No. Okay, right on. I only get one question from the chat. Whatever, <laughs> chat. Um, Jesse's biblical question, and then I gotta end it. I think I gotta end it. But Jesse's uh, biblical question is, what is your nature? Um, does anybody had anybody think thought about that all week? Let me let me ask him, and then I ask some people. Uh, personally, I don't think I have a nature mm -hmm. because Jesse's always talking about, uh, you know, we aren't in control. Like God's in control. Either yeah. that, or you know, who else? Yeah. Satan. But so, uh, basically, I have one nature or the other, and I'm either of my daddy the devil, which I'm not. And or I'm of my father, the God. Sorry, yeah. I didn't, I'm not going to throw throw a yeah. figure at you. Um, yeah. But that's it. Those are the only two options right there. Because yeah. otherwise, I'm saying that I'm in control, so I am God. Yeah. And that's not correct. Interesting. Yeah. To 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 add to his point really quick, I think also well, you, you can hold the mic for a second. Is that um, I think we should also um, be careful of saying that I'm not right. Because, like when you said, when you said um, either of the God nature or the sin nature, which I'm not, or the, the Satan nature, which I'm not, right? Well, I That's forget my mother. I mean, I, I will say I'm not, and I'm not going to take that back. Because what you're saying, right, earlier, like, yeah. I want to say this about yeah. Christians, right, yeah. in general. Like, if you are willing to forgive your mother for doing all this bad and sin, if you're willing to forgive your father for not protecting you and all that, then why can't you forgive others right. for their sins in in real time, and yeah. and still and extend love yeah. to them, and allow them to overcome as well? Well, I, I think you're right and in then, the sense that we should do that. Well, yeah. go ahead, finish your point. Go ahead. No, and then and on top of that, you know, I'm just saying basically. No, you go ahead. Actually, you know. I'll well, the only thing I say is that that's also a setup um, from Satan when we say what well, we're not, because then we start to think that we're not. And then we act out like, oh, I'm, I'm walking in the spirit. Mm. Meanwhile, we're Satan is busy and mm. we're doing things, but he has us convinced that, oh, no, that's not that's not bad. That's not when but, at any moment. Let me just make this point at mm. any moment. And this has happened before in my life. And sometimes God will humble you in a sense of soon as you think at any moment you're not this. I will never do that. I won't do that. You will. And God will make it evident that because he wants you to know that without him, you're them. Right? Without him, you're just like everybody else. That's why I don't, mean, I don't judge the homeless per person. If I do, and I have judged the homeless person before, and God almost kind of made me homeless. I didn't eat for two days one time. You are the oh. first people I told. I know, that seems like, <laughs> That's a that seems like a suburban answer, right? But for me, that was hard. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard. I almost died. No, I'm playing. It wasn't that bad. But for me... You got seven. You got five more days before you're... But see, see, now other people... And look, you're right. Maybe two days is not long for you. But let me tell you, two days at that time was long for me, right? But the point is, the point is, is that all my accounts got closed. Mm -hmm. My money was gone. I couldn't get to work. Mm -hmm. My car died. I couldn't um, do, I had to call off work. All that stuff was happening, right? And all that stuff was happening because I had judgment in my heart. So then he was like, well, you, you think that, well, let me show you that you're, 
you know, you're no better. And that was the case was for me. He had to show me and reveal to me that you're no better. Look, I could take all this from you. So that's what I'm saying is like, never say never. I'll never be homeless because I'll be, I'll make sure I have a job. It could be taken away. So that was just my point when it came to, to that, right? Well, I just wanted to say yeah. one thing real quick, actually two, but the first thing is that last, yesterday, yesterday, sorry, this lip is just, it hurts. So, uh, <laughs> but not that bad. Um, but uh, basically I fed a homeless person and last week, Jesse was saying, don't feed the homeless people. Well, I didn't feed him right in front of Bond or anything. Right, right, Sorry, right. Jesse. Uh, but uh, I, I fed this guy because he, he, he asked me for food. Right. Straight out. He, yeah. That's all he asked for. He didn't ask me for money. Yeah. And so what I did is I cut a quarter of my food that I had bought and I was waiting on. And yeah. I gave it to him because he wanted to eat. Yeah. Right? And that's it. And, like, Jesse, I don't agree. Like, feed the, feed the hungry. You know, I feel like I saw in the Bible that, you know, Christ did feed the hungry. Anyways, uh, yeah. and, and I, I'll stand out against, you know, yeah. one of my opinions, like yeah. you're talking about, which is my whole thing. Like, I don't Jesse Thump, but I definitely quote him a lot. Yeah. You know, um, and I definitely say things to people. I mean, that's probably why I got this fat lip. Uh, Maybe so. that was God's version of humbling you. I don't know. Yeah. But well, I don't know. That's up for you. That's up for you to decide. But. Just because I had to wrap it up here, I appreciate yeah. that. But hey. that's just my only point. Hey. Yeah. You said what? <laughs> Sorry. But that was just my only point is, and then, I'm, then I'll go to Doug real quick, but that's my only point is that um, we just have to also um, never say never, never say what we won't do because um, just leave it up and just we'll see. You know what I mean? Because God will do what he's going to do, and God's in control, so be careful. That's why it's a fear of God. Not to tremble with fear, but just know that, like, you're not in control and that he'll do what he's going to do. Doug. Just to add something to never say never, um, the same thing can apply to, oh, I'm, I'm walking on water. I'm doing this. I'm do same thing could be exactly. applied to that side of it. Exactly. Thinking that you got it together. And we don't have nothing without um, the spirit leading us in all things. So. Unless somebody else has um, is walking on water and, and my take on it is incorrect, I'm open to um, understanding. But I just, I've been in situations where God had to humble me because I was just arrogance. Arrogance is of the devil. Arrogance is not of God. And a thought of us that we're better than the next or whatever is the thoughts of Satan make us feel mighty. So... That's just my take on it. My take on uh, Jesse Biblical question, what is your true nature? I think that um, our true nature is um, the spirit within. I don't know what Jesse's answer is going to be, but the spirit within, our actual spirit from God. I think that's a piece of God. And in that spirit, we never, want, we never wanted to have sex. We never wanted to drink alcohol. We never wanted to escape in general in that true spirit. We actually, in our core, don't want to do all the things that we think that we, we want to do. Want doesn't even exist. You know what I mean? Want is not real. Want only comes from Satan saying, you want. Mm -hmm. And you're identifying with the voice saying, like, dang, I, I want a donut. I want this, right? <laughs> I want coffee. I want this. It's Satan telling you you want it. You believe it. Now you're hungry. Right? Mm -hmm. But the real you would never put yourself through it. Right? And I feel like that's what the true nature is, the spirit. 
And we have to get to that by denying the thoughts, um, doing a silent prayer. And eventually, I feel we get to a place to where we're always present at all times. We're always in a constant state of meditation or uh, observation, the silent prayer. We're always present. And there's never a thought into the, the mind, right, to where we do this or this, right? So I think that's the true nature, the spiritual nature within that comes from God that is perfect in all things. And it's still perfect right now when the thoughts are all gone. Nobody's have no problems right now. There's zero problems that anybody has, including myself in the room when we're present. Those don't even exist. There's no trauma. There's no nothing. It's all made up. We believe into it, and then we act it out. So that's my take on it. I don't know what Justice Taylor's going to be on it. I don't know. But, um, yeah. We're out of time, though. We're, like, out of time. Right, James? Or no? Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. Well, I know Jesse. We some, don't feel rushed. Okay. Sometimes go to 45, but I don't want to tell you that because I'll get in trouble with you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See you later. Does anybody have any last questions before I end it off? I'll end it off with if somebody had a question or not. If not, I'll just end it. Yeah. Uh, earlier you mentioned about, uh, about, almost an hour ago, about, you know, letting kids grow up and be. But um, I think there needs to be some kind of order as they grow up, right? You've got to have someone, their father, yeah. usually what's supposed to be their yeah. father, someone telling them what's right and what's wrong. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's a good. Would, yeah, that's a good point to brush up on that. After yeah. they're adults, then they can do whatever they want. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there has to be some guidance, right? Well, let me f further make the point really quick is that I've, what, I, what I mean is that, like, we don't try to, like, I see videos on Instagram where the, the mom or the dad is, it's mostly the mom telling the child and she's recording the child on Instagram saying that, um, I am beautiful, I am mighty, I am respectful, I am uh, amazing, you know what I mean? And they're teaching them these things, thinking that they're going to grow up believing it. That's not true, you're just telling them, they're just learning language, right? But as they grow, when the moments present themselves, like the kid touches the fire, those are teachable moments, like, hey, you touch fire, that's going to happen, right? You teach them in those moments. When they have questions, you teach them. But one thing that I'm grateful that my mom never did growing up is she never told me, um, uh, ridiculed me for doing wrong. She let me learn. She let me learn from my own mistakes. That's the best teacher, right? Because you could tell them all the things you want about what they shouldn't do. They're gonna want to do it more. They're gonna go to that party and do what you don't want them to do. Cause they're, they're like, what is that like? Let them go. That's hard for parents to take. And maybe it will be when I get there, I don't know. But that's hard for parents to understand because they want to protect their children. That's your ego, not theirs. You don't want something to happen to them so you won't feel bad, right? But let them grow up and make mistakes. Let them fall uh, off the bike. Let them do these things. And then like you're saying, guide them on the way. And then they'll see your example and learn from your example. Does that make sense? Yeah, so that's how I feel. I don't think you, I, I'm not saying don't ever say anything. I'm just saying like, lead them and guide them on the way and that instruction will, will, will compound and set that foundation. Uh, Zara, you had a question? I was just thinking about two steps. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good point. Um, I think that's a good point. Um, I think that's a good point. 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 I think that's a good point
Yeah. I kind of just feel like, um, like I agree with what you're saying when you like tell like, your child like, oh, you know, don't do this. It just it's gonna make you want to do it. And yeah. It's coming from experience. It's just like yeah. it's just real life talk. Like people do things when they're told not to, because it's interesting. Like you're like, oh, what is it then? And then I yeah. feel like also just like when parents feel the need to always like oh like try to be try to be the parent like mm -hmm. a worldly parent that's how i see it it's, yeah. it's just it just doesn't work because then the child's just gonna end up not really liking you yeah because why are you telling me what to do like it's not like yeah. that but it's like it's more like i understand you're trying to help me but at the same time you gotta let me do what i yeah. gotta do because i'm not like you said you had learned from your mistakes i'm not gonna I'm not gonna Go know crazy. what something yeah. is. And I'm not like you can't get up without falling. That's yeah. basically what it is. Yeah, and the parents know the parents mean well and the and the, the the children know that you're coming from a right place, but they're also gonna like their best friend's parents more than they like you, to be honest. It's just what it's gonna be because like Sally gets to do everything and I can't. You know what I mean? There would be no temptation if there was never told what you can't do. There would be no temptation. Just do it. Go. Now you can advise them not to do certain things. And when they're a certain age, you can, you know, you're not gonna let like a 10-year-old, 11-year-old go to a party. Like that's just, if I want to go so bad, Sally's mom gets to go where you're not going. That's time to tell them you're not going because you're 10 or 11, right? You're not gonna let that happen. But not helicopter. And we would never helicopter if we were never attached to the children in the first place. So we have to grow disattached from, from all people in every area in general, and you'll never do that in the first place. But anyway, I got to end. No. Oh, okay, really quick, really quick. Let me go here. I didn't see their hands. Um, I was just going to agree with you. As a parent, <clears throat> and I'm a parent, yeah. the best thing you can do is look at yourself, focus on yourself, and get to know yourself, and your example will lead the children exactly. in that way. And then I also wanted to say, I think that you're doing a great job. Thank you. Before you had your little show. Right. You was guest host, you, you guest host on uh, Hake's show, yeah. and you and Nick had a conversation. I was like, this is so good, Joel needs his own show, because you're uh, being that you're young you're being a good example for young men to see this right. I, I just reflected on myself i was like when i was growing up i never seen a young man talk like this and speak the truth like this and it's um it covers everybody like hey there's an audience for everybody hey yeah. nick you but just from my point of view like especially being black like a young or mixed biracial whatever yeah. a young black 30 man um, I think that you're just doing a great job and you're doing, you're being a good example with sharing the truth and your experiences that you've experienced and put it out there about relationships and sex and all those type of things because that's not what the world is teaching nowadays, right especially on. in your age bracket and younger. So For sure. I appreciate it. I think Thank you're you. doing a good job. Thank you. Appreciate it. You guys should check out the podcast, too. I'll, explain, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where to go. But let me get to these last. Real yeah. quick. I just want to add that I appreciate the distinction you made between support and acceptance, yeah. where it pertains yeah. to Christianity. Um, as, it, as, you know, with my walk, it's important for me to be committed to, you know, my belief system with Christianity. Yeah. Um, while relinquishing the judgment 
and I think it's super important and that needs to be heard because so many non-Christians and even Christians feel judged yeah, by Christians. So I just sure. wanted to reiterate that. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Um, this is something that I struggle with, and that's this the idea of detachment. And the reason why I struggle with it is because um, I'm also like reading the Bible, which is really hard. Yeah. And slow for me. Um, but I remember there's a passage of like sons like cling to your parents and then when you're married like cling to your wife and that I mean if you can explain that to me I, I just yeah. associate that with being attached to somebody yeah I think there is a attachment that a lot of people would justify as righteous is the desire to want to know more, right? Like, for example, you in the Bible or reading the Bible, and you said you've been reading it. I don't know how much you read it. You read it a lot, or? Um, I took a, a break, but I've, I'm, I try to read like a, is it, it's like a chapter uh -huh. every day? Yeah. See, I, I used to do that same thing too. And I'm not saying that you should stop because it's up to you, but the reason why I was doing it because there was a void I was trying to fill with wisdom and it was me wanting to be better but that was still coming from ego right I think attachment only comes from a desire of want you want something same reason why we see a girl or a guy on the street and then we want to talk to them because we want that and we think that they're gonna fulfill something in us that we think is not there so that's why we read the Bible and we read and read every day I used to do the same thing thinking that it's going to change. But that's not what changes is being still changes it, letting go and being present with God, being in the moment. So it's nothing wrong with reading the Bible. And I'm going to answer the second part of your question. But I think that um, there's not a necessity to do anything. There's no command to do anything. God don't even want us to make no effort. Meaning like go up and go to work, do what's in front of you. like go to work, do certain things. But there should be no, I'm going to be a better Christian. That's an ego thought. I'm going to learn tomorrow. That's the ego thought. I got to wrap it up. I'm going to do these things. You can't, that's an ego thing. You just want to feel better. That's all you want. You want to feel better about your life. You want to feel better about yourself. So you think that the scripture and the word is going to fulfill that need. But God, the ego dying which is not you that feels that pain has to die and then you will have no desire, no attachment for anything. So if your child um, dies, right? And that feels so like hard to say, but if your child dies or your wife leaves you or whatever the case is, not that you won't miss them, but you will understand. And not, not only that, you won't feel anything about it. You just allow it to happen. And that's what disattachment is, is that there's no attachment. The only reason why we do things and keep things around us is it's supposed to be because we see that those are the right things, right? So um, the second question, really quick, it was about the, the wife and the, what was no, that, that again? That, that really was it. It's, it's uh, reconciling, like, detachment. Oh, yes. Okay, now I remember if when the parent when the child leaves the well, the parents, then yeah. they 
That's the same thing. That's what it was supposed to be. When the child leaves the parents, the child is supposed to go to the husband or the wife, and then you cling to the husband and wife. But parents, that was when parents were, were right, righteous, and they were able to lead you, right? There should be no attachment to anything. That's why we got to look within and not just go off the Bible. Because you'll easily take that out of context and be like, listen to whatever your parents say. Eh. That's wrong, right? I got <laughs> I got to end it. But yeah, Thank you. yeah. Want is an attachment. The reason why you have any attachment is only because you want something. You're not being grateful for what you have, and you're not letting God add it to your life. Let him add it to your life, and you'll never be attached to it. Not never. Not never, because you might be attached to it in the wrong way. But you appreciate it more. It's for you. You connect with it better, and it adds to your life. It doesn't take away. You know what I mean? You're not falling into all the wrong things, quote unquote, based off of this desire. Because you got the money. Now you're spending it on eight Lamborghinis. Right? You only need one. You only got one butt. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> but I got to end it. <laughs> um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys here for, for coming in. Um, being patient with me and allowing me to speak, though Jesse's not here. I know some of you guys came for Jesse, but um, thank you guys for sitting here and not leaving because people could have walked out, and I appreciate that. And thank you guys online for watching. Make sure you guys go check out my podcast. I talk about a lot of this stuff on my podcast on Tuesdays. I go, I go live from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., but if you can't catch it live on Tuesdays, you can also watch it afterwards on my YouTube channel, which is Joel Friday TV. It's just Joel Friday TV. And then it's all on the YouTube. I'm on Instagram and all that good stuff. So follow me there, and then you can get all the things that I do. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. That's the end. Bye. Thank you.